Hello and welcome to Tell the Tale Story, the podcast that explores the joys and challenges of being creative so that you can more easily tell your own damn story. Hey, Alex Simmons, how are you? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Tell the Damn Story. Yes, and right. I tell you what, it's a special thing to be a Tell the Damn Story, because that means you get to hear the dulcet tones <laughs> of the legend of the New York City area, really, of the nation. Oh, wow. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm going national we're, now. Right. We're really honest with it. Well, shucks, the Western well. Hemisphere, and if we if we really look at the logical conclusion, it's the world. All right, <laughs> we have a legend of the world with us, creator of Aaron Day, the world renowned Blackjack, writer of Archie, Batman, oh, God, so many other characters that you love, Scooby Doo, all these different Black characters, Panther, yeah. Black Panther. Hey, hey, yep, hey, hey, yeah, yep. what? <laughs> A Black Panther. <laughs> okay, you know who that is? That's Alex Simmons, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. We get to hear that. Listen, this is this dulcet tones right here. <laughs> Good evening. Isn't that great? That's fantastic. And, so and I am wrong, merely, <laughs> I am merely Chris Ryan, uh, writer of, uh, I'd say, genius stuff, detective and stories, meanderer yeah, yeah. into the traditional publishing world as well. And between the two of us, we have thirteen hundred years of writing experience. <laughs> well, we really you know have. What it was like writing on those tablets with the with the chisel? <laughs> Alex proofread those, yeah. but uh, we really do have decades and decades and decades of writing experience in very different uh, situations mm. and. We can we bring all that to bear to try and share with you our experience, our lessons to make your way easier no, as you go to part. tell your yeah. damn story. Yes, that's that right, right, Alex. Yes, we do that. We do that. And by the way, folks, every week, almost every single week, I get an intro like that, and it it you know, and I chuckle and I I get all embarrassed and everything like that. But I want you to understand that that the legend that he says I am would not be sitting in this chair opposite this guy, even though they're miles between us, uh, if he were not equal to the task. He is also a legend in his own time, not his mind, but in his own time, because he has been uh, a cub reporter and a junior reporter and a full-grown crime reporter in the Bronx. He did yeah. that. He interviewed Stan Lee when he was a kid, okay? I mean, how school, far yeah. back this dude goes. He got Stan Lee on the phone and did a full-fledged interview when he was in high school. All right, not yeah. when Chris was in high school, not Stan. And he has followed the dream uh, and the practice and the toils and the sweat of being a writer for years. He has not backed down ever. He's done children's stories and plays. He's done um, um, independent, independent movies, independent movies. <laughs> two, two of those, right? Right, and acted in one. He plays a yeah. good. I've acted in a few. I got yeah, nominated. Shut up! I'm, I'm complimenting. This is my time. This is my monologue yeah. now here. Yeah, bro. And and he's written detective novels. He has written stand-up comedy routines for comedy groups. Chris Ryan. Oh, oh, and and here's one. Here's one that we we don't talk about a lot because it's. It's a sensitive area, but 
Uh, Chris wrote a a book called A Simple Rebellion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, A Simple Rebellion. And, and he wrote this intensely provocative, provoking, thought-provoking book on a situation that was going on at the time and actually has not completely gone away in yeah, this political hotbed that we are living in, in this divisive time that we are living in. He wrote a fictional book that was so steeped in factual uh, principles, actions, deeds, <laughs> as well as speculative. Where could this go if this nonsense doesn't stop? He went into the belly of the beast <laughs> to do the research on that, and he did it well. And so that book is out there. So from genius Naturally. high, supernatural, special powers, teenagers, to deeply thought-provoking political um, not humor, but well, it, it started as a dark, as a black comedy, as a dark comedy, yeah, and yeah. all the stuff kept coming true. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> as funny as he thought it was going to be because yeah. it was it so got, it, it got progressively scarier. But <laughs> that did speak, that spoke to the visionary that you are, it spoke to the amount of work Thank that you. you did. So, I repeat, uh, whatever he may have said about me, I still hold him in high regards as well. That's very nice. Appreciate it. And uh, we kind of are having fun complimenting each other, um, especially for this episode, because it's May and May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And um, we got to talking about um, mental health and writers. Mm -hmm. And we said we should really do an episode. And then we very cavalierly, cavalierly. Yes. Well, See, we'll that's just, six times fast. Yeah, you know, I used to be able to speak. Um, yeah. We say, "Ah, we'll do some research," and then I did, mm. and uh, I just want to read one fact as the reason why this episode is so important. And I, I have, uh, I went through a bunch of articles, but uh, two writers, Sweta Srivastava Vikram. Uh, wrote on brevity, and Kate Sullivan wrote for TCK Publishing uh, articles that um, quoted the same source. And I said, ha, I want that source. They quoted uh, Kay Redfield Jameson. She's a psychology professor at John Hopkins who wrote Touched with Fire. That is the book she wrote about this subject. And according to her, According to Kay Redfield Jameson, writers are around eight times as likely to suffer from mental illness than those who don't pursue writing as a career. Mm. So all kidding aside from a few minutes ago, you know, we couldn't have been more correct when we said, let's do an episode, you know, let's look at that and take a look at, you know, and, um, yeah, that was a very sobering quote. And then I went through, uh, there were there are signs. And. Uh, yes. Well, the major I have the majority of the signs. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to talk about that because. Um, you know what? I don't feel like, you know, uh, mentally stressed or this or that. But um, 
I am stumbling over a few things. And I realize that uh, these things have gone so easily and so quietly unattended. Mm. Now, this is, uh, we, we can speak with some authority that you have to check. And we're going to go through the list of things. And Alex, you're going to give me uh, your feedback and you and tell me what you want to say about. And I'm going to tell you what I want to say about. But this is really for you. The you're writer out there. We want you to check this list yourself. And they're both uh, of the writers uh, give some nice suggestions, easily achievable suggestions to strengthen and to get out of uh, get out of your own way and get out of the traps that we set for ourselves. So, um, well, I thought it was appropriate to do this. Now I see as uh, uh, very important to do this episode on mental illness. And, and let me let me just make a qualifier here. Neither one of us are doctors, nor have we played any on television. But the reality is we are people and we are writers and we are people who care. And so what we're really offering here is some information and some experiences uh, that we're sharing with you. And as a way of saying, you know, take care of yourselves. And that's that's really what we're doing here. So, sir, <clears throat> share with us. All right. So, again, two articles. They just kept overlapping and so there's three sources really there's uh Kay redfield jamison she's the professor psych professor at john hopkins and then we have ms uh vikram and uh, ms sullivan and um i'm gonna mix and match from there so um one of the more upsetting things is that there's kind of this rep uh um oh that you know writers have to be a little crazy to write they have to be a little mentally ill. They have to be a little off. And that's just buying into the hype and buying into the stereotype. So the first point we have we want to make is if you kind of um, admire that image, have a long talk with yourself because that's BS. And it's just it's, you know, it's just rationalizing. No one has to be mentally ill or or off or something to 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 be creative there's a whole different reason for that and i would like to tell you what i found out about what it is creativity is not mental illness creativity is not overcoming trauma those things sometimes contribute but I want to get to. He's thumbing through his his research. So while he's doing that, I will just simply say that children are creative. Most of them, you, you watch kids playing with objects or playing with their toys, uh, making up all kinds of stories and action and and dialogue and just sort of just enjoying the moments. That has nothing to do with something being wrong. Right. That's that's the freeness of the spirit and the mind. And the fact that we are, we come into this world, most of us come into this world able to do that. We feel free to play with our thoughts and to just embrace the world or explore the world in our own way. Yes. Now, Kate Sullivan writes 
uh, there are a lot of myths around being writers. And the one, the biggest one she thinks is that we have to suffer for our art. You know, the misery myth that we're not mm -hmm. going to be good writers unless we suffer. And we're not going to, you know, uh, that writers have to be moody or fragile or flighty or prone to bouts depression. They need that to be creative. Actually, there's a very scientific reason why creative people are creative. I was amazed by this. It turns out that, yeah, yeah, I mean, we did talk about writers being about eight times as likely to suffer from mental illness, um, according to Kay Redfield-Jamonson, right? Um, but that's not because of creativity. Creativity comes as part of your neurology, right? Um, again, this is Kate Sullivan writing this. I don't know, I want, I'm trying to give credit where it's due, Alex. So, well, yeah, um, again, yeah. So she points to studies that have shown that um, people, uh, uh, that in most people, the right preconesis, I probably said that wrong, is part of the brain that is responsible for coming up with ideas for most people and only fires up a few times a day. And that's fine. That's how everybody functions. That's how the majority of people function, right? Uh but writers and other creatives, that area of your brain fires up all the time. <laughs> Works for me. All the, all the time. That's not a neurosis. It's a function of your particular brain. It's what let us do what we do, says Kate. Always, you know, thinking of new ideas. What if, you know, I'm walking with glorious and we'll be in the same place walking down the block, walking across the mall, and I will always point out something and it's the beginning of a story. Or check out that person's hat, okay? That's definitely the hat of a boom, boom, boom. And it's just the way my mind works. Mm -hmm. God bless her that the way her mind works is, is to say, that's kind of cool. Not, wow, weirdo, get away from me. <laughs> I mean, we've run into many of those people, but thankfully... Yeah. Yep. So the thing you have to understand is that it's not mental illness. It's the way your brain works. And really creative people, they can't shut it off. Like I'm left-handed. I can't stop being left-handed. It's just part of who or what I am. Mm. Besides being gorgeous. No. <laughs> For those of you who are watching this, this show on video, you already know about that statement. But... Yes, they're all like, God, at least he knows it is brave enough to admit it. All yeah. right, so yeah, that's exactly what they're thinking. Yeah. So this can be distracting. It can, you know, we have to kind of learn how to work with it, how to swim with it, as it were, you know. Um, but by and large, it is a natural state for us. However, there are many other states or elements that are part of writing that are not natural for us alex one is isolation mm. you know and i know and when it comes to writing it's to quote richard price who said to me one time look here's what you have to face writing is ass in chair it's 
all by yourself, pounding out the story. Yes or no, Alex? Oh, absolutely. Unless you're collaborating with somebody. Yeah, you, 90% of the time, but you are alone with yourself as the creator. What may differ is the environment that best suits you as a creator. Well done, sir. Well done. Because thank you. Thank you. Thank one you. of the things that uh, both of these writers and um, the John Hopkins professor, all three of them say the tendency to be like, I this what if you're watching on YouTube or whatever, this is the den that I work in. And it's mostly knickknacks and books, right? And the, close the door once in a while, a dog comes in. But for most of the time, I can spend hours and hours and hours in here writing. And Alex, you have a place like that too. Yeah. Yeah. But what they suggest is to break that. Not always do that. If it's your writing time, then make sure you have something planned with other people later on. Mm -hmm. Or do an Alex Simmons. Because like I said at the beginning of the show, Alex Simmons is a legend. And he does the right thing because innately, he's a hero of our time. Alex, what is the one of the things that you do writing-wise that I don't hear in this room? Well, you know, I'm I'm hoping I'm about to give the answer he wants to hear because <laughs> we didn't rehearse this, folks. No, nah, we never um, do. I get out and I there find go, other buddy. places to write. You know, there's yes. a diner in my neighborhood mm -hmm. that I've gone to for years and I can yeah. sit there at any one of the tables and with a cacophony of noise around me yeah. and conversations mm -hmm. and that. And all of that becomes, um, I don't like to use the word white noise. No, but all that becomes <laughs> ambient sound, you know. Right. And energy for me, yeah. but I'm not a part of that. Right. It's a cocoon of a different type. And I'm in that world that I'm creating on paper or on my keyboards. Yeah. And this is one of the main suggestions for breaking down isolation. Because some of us, and I have found myself uh, to be to be in this situation, some of us we get so isolated that it becomes habit and we find ourselves not leaving the house and we find it difficult to go over and hang out with people mm. and all that sort of stuff. And you have to consciously break that. And one of the simplest ways to do it, to start to go down, begin down that path is the Alex Simmons method. Go to, you know, um, like you Diner, said, a diner park. or a park or um, shop. My wife is always pointing out uh, there's a mall near us and there's a one of the, you know, fewer and fewer bookstores, but there's a Barnes and Noble there. And there are a couple of tables and chairs outside of it, you know, and there's one or two tables in Barnes and Noble. So you just sit there and write, you know, it's like, yeah, me and all the grad students. But there are I will find a place where I go. There used to be a great coffee shop that had wonderful English breakfast tea. And you get a mug and they it was very funky. You know, they might be playing Santana. And yeah. they might be playing Jimi Hendrix. And they have beanbag chairs and couches and little desks. There. I was like, that's going to be my place. And then they closed the place down. Not only that, but they tore the entire building down. They're like, whoa. Oh, a, no, no, you don't Ryan get to out of here. Any, not a brick of this place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Strike so, that one from the, from the block. So, yeah. Watch yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, um, and keep an eye out on isolation, okay? 
Um, when you're writing, you know, and this is tied to another thing later on, if you get stuck for a plot point or whatever, use that as an excuse to take a walk. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not just to the kitchen. I did that for the first the last year or so, and I've got these pounds to lose now. Go out, walk the dog a little longer, or or just take a walk. You know, if it's a little breezy, go, go walk on. your neighbor's dog if you don't have one of your own. <laughs> yeah. Just go out, take a you know, yeah, stretch them. All right, so then we have, um, oh, um, another thing to break isolation. Make appointments with people if mm. you're not good at this. Just say, okay, why don't, why don't we meet for coffee? All right, how about uh, Tuesday work for you? Tuesday, 4 o'clock. All right, put it down. Write it down in the calendar until Maybe it becomes yeah, habit. Right. Treat it like you know? the appointment that it is, yeah. Yeah, and it gets you out, and it gets you back into flow of things. Little <laughs> things like that. If it's keeping an appointment book, if it's making, you know, just Okay, I know I can meet coffee with this guy, or I can go. Uh, I'll go and see my sister your... for a slice of pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Go, you know, yeah, you know. But just let me let me also get yourself let me also, out there. Let me also jump in here and say that the other thing that making appointments with people or making dates. Whoa, there's there's a, there's a provocative word. Making hey, dates with people hey, is you're 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 a writer. Part of what you do is observe life participate in life so that you can reflect it right and if all you're doing is staying within your walls then you're regurgitating you yep right there's life going on out there and even if i mean and and chris and i both being the the codgers that we are Ah! uh, yeah we've lived a lot of life Right. You know, pro and con, pro and con, mistakes galore and all that kind of good stuff. So, yeah, we could sit in our respective cocoons and write for the next 10 years based on all of that previous life experience. Yep. But at the same time, life is changing out there. Things yep. are happening out there in the world. Different yep. age groups, different backgrounds, different cultures. All these things are brewing and stewing out there. And if we are not exposed to that, we then once again become simply a reflection of ourselves. Oh yeah, yeah. And we are not speaking to the world anymore. We're speaking to us, to me. I'm speaking to me, and that's really An audience of one. Do that. So some yeah, people get do out that. there and and, and but again, getting things. out there and being a part of the world and seeing it and taking in some of it, those flavors, those sounds, those those experiences, and bringing it back to your space only enriches you as a person. Right. And as a creative, and keeps you healthy. Yep. Uh, a couple more. We're going to go through these. Yeah. Just yeah, that was have, the that was really the big more. one. But we got um, time for two more. Um. Okay, we're gonna go quick. Uh, keeping a regular schedule, right? Um, I know I'm going to write from nine to twelve, and then I'm going to do this. That'll help keep you writing and make you feel better about yourself, and. You know, you're, it, it gets you actually more time for other stuff because I know I've done this. Now I can go and do that. Um, enough sleep. Some people are, they write at night. Sometimes they write it during, during the day. Um, we all have been guilty. Alex has done it. I have done it. Um, I have mentioned four million times that when the kids were small, I got up four in the morning. And before that, when I before I had the kids, when I was a reporter, 
I was on call 24 hours, seven days mm-hmm. a week. So I, you know, would sometimes go three, four days without a full night's sleep or whatever. You need at least six. Eight is better, but you need at least six. After that, things start breaking down. Mm. So again, when you're getting regular writing schedule, also put in a regular uh, you know, eating schedule, but regular sleep schedule. Um, exercise. Sitting and writing is, equals death if you don't get up like every 20 minutes and walk. Uh, I actually stand. The only time I'm sitting in this room is when I'm recording. I stand and write. Um, but I still, you have to go out. You have to move your legs. You have to go bend down and pick things up and put them back down. You know, do some exercise. Whether it's going to a gym or whether it's having some stretch exercises, mm-hmm. build it into that career that that regular schedule we were talking about. Um, you'll be surprised to find out that it actually stimulates creativity. All of these things are tied together. Lastly, avoid self-medicating. Uh, everyone has a little this or that. It becoming more this than that mm. becomes a problem. Same thing with diet. If you know, if you're eating a Twinkie between each chapter, eventually, if the book's big enough, it's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, get yourself some uh, some uh, vitamins in there. Get some uh, fruits and vegetables. You know, it has to be balanced. Take this sounds like what the hell? Why? Well, I'll eat whatever I want. You will. You can. But you also pay a price. Yep. And what we're saying is, all this is tied together. And all of this contributes to mental health. Don't be the stereotype. Be you. Yeah. I, I also want to just add in there to a couple of uh, the more familiar uh, hurdles that tend to come up when writers, the thing known as writer's block. Uh, when you feel stuck, let's just call it that. When you feel stuck sometimes and you you sat for an hour or two and you can't get, uh, that's another indication that getting up and doing something else stepping away from it is probably going to be more helpful to you than staying at the desk and becoming more and more agitated tense frustrated um mm-hmm. losing self-confidence all those negative thoughts are saying i can't write i can't do this i can't do it mm-hmm. you know what it's not coming out at this moment let me get up and go do x let me go yeah. walk the dog let me go prepare a meal you know prepare a meal. dinner for tonight let me do that let me go oh my buddy here my buddy Chris, the guy who doesn't talk well of himself all the time, okay? My buddy Chris has a routine on Fridays. That's right. Besides that, being gorgeous, I yeah, do well, this No, it's Fridays. because he wants gorgeous, his, his lady fair, to always think well of him. So on Fridays, <laughs> this, this brother cleans the house. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. I yeah. love it. You know, because I, while I'm doing it, I put some music that I like, and I clean and I think about the things that didn't go right or the things, the challenges, the mm-hmm. writing challenge. How do I solve this? When am I going to get the time to, to write that for that deadline? What am I going to do about publishing uh, uh, Soul Scream? And boy, the bigger the challenges, the cleaner that house gets. <laughs> right. yeah. I have I have the wonderful pleasure of going to teach other people about writing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what happens is the trip between my house and the school that I teach at, uh, life is happening. 
from the moment I get on the train here to the moment I get off the train there, life is happening all around me. All kinds of things are coming in and going out of my observational pool. And so that's filling me up with information. I get there, and because I teach in a place that has an international body of students of varying ages and culturals and uh, uh, persuasions and life choices and things like that, once again, this is wonderful cornucopia, a uh, variety of input and, and things that challenge my perceptions or inform me in different ways and keep me happy mm-hmm. to be alive and, and to work out challenges because I know that there's a reason why, as you pointed out at the very beginning, Chris, some of us, we have this mind that works that way. And it's not a curse. It is a blessing. And, yeah. and if you can enjoy it and enjoy life at the same time, it is a wonderful treasure, you know, to be able to see the world and to be able to turn around and share that with people. I still have a great time when I talk to kids, young kids, because there's a little kid in me that hasn't quite gone away. Right. You know, and I can look at stuff the same way they're looking at stuff and go, yeah, well, you know, if you do this, this," and they're laughing and I'm laughing because we are enjoying those moments. And as writers, that gives us maybe not even the material that we're going to write about, but it gives us an appreciation of those moments, which stimulates us in a very positive way that makes us happy to be there and alive and breathing and, and in the middle of something pleasant. And then we can go sit at our desk or sit in a coffee shop or sit wherever the hell it is that we're going to do our writing and do that and reflect yeah. life in a more authentic and honest way, in a healthier way for us. I agree. Uh, and on that note, happy May, mental happy health. May. Uh, get, your, get your mental health together, bro. Right. And I know we came out of, you know, a couple of years of really, really stressful, you know, times and all that. So you deserve even more to take right. care of yourself. So please do. Yeah. Because so we were kind of forced into the, all those elements, yeah. and now all those cocoons overcompensate. Yeah. Well, because you know habits start, and you, yeah, you know, yeah. They, you know, so you have to break them down. So get right, out, ladies and gentlemen, out, I hope that was helpful. If it was, uh, let us know in the comments below. Uh, if there's uh, any questions, topics you'd like to see questions you'd like, yep. uh, you want to just talk about how glorious Alex is as a legend, or how, world. how remarkably wonderful Chris. Yeah. There you go. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Peace. Thank you, everybody.